3: Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Bellisai. I'm here in the studio, as always, with my producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. Hello, Matt.
2: I went to England. Can you tell? <laughs> <laughs>
3: no, I I cannot tell based on that accent.
2: Really? I think it sounded so European, so
3: English. <laughs> All right, yeah, sure. Uh, Of course, yeah. Well, Mm -hmm. welcome back. Thank you. Welcome back to the drama of the United States. What is dramatic? The leading drama, obviously, that you missed out on Mm -hmm. is Unhappy Hour.
2: What happened?
3: (laughs) Well, two weeks ago, we had a story about camels, in which I apparently said that uh, camels spit. Right. I had someone write to me on Instagram and say that they were a camel expert and that camels do not spit. And I said that last week. Right. And now this week, someone else wrote me and was like hey actually camels do spit so who the fuck am i supposed to believe
2: you know what the only way to fix this is right
3: i need to get a camel we need to get a camel on my dick I may or may not have looked up camel rides in New York City.
2: You definitely did look it up because you sent me the link.
3: (laughs) And they exist. They do. We'll see in the future on Happy Hour listeners if I happen to um, get my juicy thighs between some of those humps and then get spit on. (laughs) Get ready for Matt Gets Bukkake by a camel. Anyway, enough of that nonsense. Let's get into today's episode. We're gonna kick things off, as always, with Worst Things First, where I shout about the worst news of the week. After that, we are carving off the tops and diving deep into the bottoms. And that is pumpkins. Tis the season, bitch! And finally, we have Emmy Blotnick in the studio. She's a comedian. She wrote for Late Night with Stephen Colbert. She's got her own half-hour special on Comedy Central. And she's got a live show called Joke Machine coming to the New York Comedy Festival. We talk about all of that and more. And by and more, I mean we also talk about boats and Halloween. So why don't you stick around for all of that? So let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's scoop out our insides and roast them in the oven and start the show. Alright, worst things first. Let's talk about the worst news of the week first. A teen... In Germany, he broke into a Berlin prison in an attempt to win back his incarcerated ex girlfriend. Oh. <laughs> Way to go, teen. Wow. She broke up with him over the phone, I guess.
2: Because she was in jail? And
3: then also she's in jail <laughs> um, for unspecified reasons. So he was like, nah, I'm going to win her back, Rapunzel style. He's 18 years old. He goes to this prison, climbs a 13-foot wall to get um, to her window. Uh, officials intercepted him, but he refused to climb back down, and they had to call the fire department to come bring him down with a ladder. He was also mostly naked because he had to take off most of his clothes to avoid getting caught on the barbed wire. <laughs> uh, modern day Romeo and Juliet. Absolutely. Absolutely. I want Romeo and sh- sh- schnitzelhausen.
2: <laughs> what? <laughs> Romeo stays the same, but Juliet, she's schnitzelhausen now.
3: Yeah, that's and she is in jail. And that is the, that is, they are star-crossed lovers kept apart by, um, the German authorities who are famously, uh, Gentle. not great. <laughs> 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 uh, immoral, let's say. I do love how this story says, it wasn't clear whether the escapade succeeded in winning back the heart of the young woman, also 18, who had broken up with him by phone. <laughs> uh, he's now being investigated for trespassing and unauthorized contact with a prisoner. Yeah, I don't know how prison visiting works in Germany. I would think that, you know, there probably are phones.
2: Oh, clearly. (laughs) So she broke
3: up with him. Yeah, maybe he was too traumatized to speak with her on the phone.
2: He can never use a phone again.
3: (sighs) Poor Romeo. (laughs) Fucking Schnitzelhausen. How dare she? Next! A man in Iowa woke up to find 5 inches of blood flooding his family's basement. What? Been there, am I right, ladies? Ugh, <laughs> oh, I hate when that happens. You wake up day one of your period. Ugh, oh, am I right? <laughs> So relatable. Apparently a bunch of waste was coming from a neighboring meat locker where blood, oh. fat and tissue from slaughtered animals was washed down the drain and officials said a clog or a break in the pipe sent all of the waste or a bunch of waste, into uh, this man's basement through a floor drain. So he woke up five inches.
2: Happy Halloween. That's like
3: three inches less than your uh, husband thinks his dicks are, ladies. Wow. (laughs) Do you know how many nouns and verbs did it match in that (laughs)
2: sentence? (laughs) Oh, Um, my God. That's like, what, calf high?
3: No. Five inches? How much a canvas? I guess if are you like <laughs> a child, I, I'm so, I don't a baby maybe. What's a ruler? A ruler is a foot. A f- yeah. okay, so five inches. Okay, so it's like your shoe. I they say five inches is probably roughly the length of like an iPhone.
2: Oh God! But like upright. <laughs> <laughs>
3: jesus christ i just want to let everyone know i'm extremely jet lagged an inch uh, <laughs> a five inches is probably is it like your ankle it's half a foot it's your ankle no it's up to uh. your ankle <laughs> like, yeah i would say five inches is probably just above your ankle it's disgusting Yeah, but the point is there's a lot of fucking blood (laughs) on the ground. It's blood, fat, and animal tissue, all right? And you're waking up literally like The Shining, and you're standing in just a puddle, a pool... I don't even like stepping in like a wet puddle. Ew, no. As opposed to a dry puddle.
2: Yeah, much more preferred.
3: <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Imagine wearing a a nice thick sock and stepping in up five inches of animal blood. Oh. So the homeowner, I guess, said that they have been unable to clean up the mess because the waste continues to ugh. leak in. Uh, the company is working on fixing it and pumping all of the waste into a large tank. Meanwhile, the family has temporarily moved in with relatives. Anyway, the world is disgusting.
2: I bet they're all vegetarians now.
3: Yeah, I would absolutely would be. Just thinking about it makes me want to be... (laughs) Meh. Okay. Next! This one got sent in a whole bunch, I should say. A man in Florida, only in Florida! was arrested for allegedly sexually assaulting an Olaf stuffed doll from Frozen in a Target store on Tuesday. The 20-year-old man is accused of placing the popular snowman on the floor and dry-humping it until he ejaculated. Oh, no. (laughs) You know, I I haven't seen Frozen yet, but now I want to. I respect the fact that he's like, Elsa, no. (laughs) No, no. I'm going to fuck the snowman. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, cool. I mean, okay, since when is it illegal to dry hump a stuffed animal in the middle of a target?
2: I think like once it becomes a wet hump.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So if he had just humped it and not ejaculated, it would have been fine?
2: I don't think so, but maybe...
3: I don't know. Why don't we ask a law- lawyer from Florida? Is this a new segment? <laughs> a lawyer from Florida. Are we calling a lawyer from Florida? <laughs> just kidding. They don't have lawyers in Florida. <laughs> uh, apparently, the man then found a stuffed unicorn in the store that he allegedly dry humped um, before the cops arrived. I respect the stamina. The stamina uh, you, and the taste. <laughs> you just once and then immediately you're like, oh, unicorn. Let's round two right away.
2: I mean, you see that horn.
3: Yeah. you can't I, not be horny. I'm definitely sensing a theme here in terms of like phallic stimulation. Olaf has a carrot nose. Mm. Unicorns have a horn.
2: This is your detective specialty.
3: I get it. I get it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just identifying the motivations of sexual deviance. Spoiler Listen. alert, they're
2: mostly phallic.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, where's my fucking SVU show? Uh, The man admitted his dirty deed to cops saying he did, quote, stupid stuff and, quote, nutted on Olaf. (laughs) I hate hate the word nutted. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, The boy's father told the cops that his son has a history of this type of behavior. The cops charged him with criminal mischief and said these stuffed animals had to be destroyed. (laughs) That's so sad. That is that Olaf's destiny.
2: <laughs> I'm just thinking about like corduroy bear. Do you remember what, what did it have a name?
3: The one that you could draw on.
2: No, 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 no. It was a story of like a bear who just sat there waiting to be picked up, and then like finally a little boy sees the corduroy bear and picks him up and takes him home. But like this Olaf was just sitting there waiting and waiting. Yeah, and then just is... they finally think it's gonna happen, and then it happens. Just all over him.
3: This is Toy Story 5, really. No. no. (laughs) Sid definitely nutted on his... That's probably Sid. (laughs) Yeah. I just think that there are probably sexier toys to fuck.
2: As such, tell me. I mean, like,
3: a puppet, even. Oh, yeah. Right.
2: You got a hole right there.
3: Yeah. Uh, The OG flashlight, except it's not really flesh. No. I mean, yeah. If Kermit can give it to Miss Piggy... (laughs) You can give it to Olaf. Uh,
2: That's your closing argument in this court of law.
3: <laughs> I am the Florida lawyer. Ooh, plot twist. And finally, a poacher who hunted sloth bears and ate their penises. I'm sorry. Has been arrested in India after years on the run. Oh my God. <laughs> I just love that it was like we have to catch the bear penis eater. For years, he has eluded in
2: How many penises has he eaten?
3: Oh, He's only 30 years old. That makes me so sad. It's like, I'll be 30 next year. <laughs> Shocking, I know. I do have the air of a much older gentleman. And I haven't eaten any sloth bear penises. Not one. This man has accomplished so much. Zero arrest warrants against me as of this recording. It is Halloween weekend, so we'll see. We'll see. The 30-year-old man was first arrested in 2013 after police found two sloth bear carcasses <laughs> missing gallbladders and genitalia. Ew. Oh,
1: what? I just, I
3: just that he, he was like, why waste the rest of this bear? I'm going right for the juicy nuts. Just the delicious juicy nuts. <sighs> um Oh, so the tribe that this man is a part of believe that the sloth bear penis is an aphrodisiac. Well, obviously.
2: Okay. So
3: (laughs) it is tribal. Um, He was freed in 2014 on bail and has been running from police ever since. He also apparently... What? (laughs) This is insane. The man apparently, during an interrogation, admitted to police that he killed several tigers, wild boars, peacocks, and, of course, sloth bears. Damn. <laughs> I have killed zero animals. Well, what? I think I might have hit a bird with a car once. But
2: You animal. <laughs> you absolute me. monster. Shackle
3: me up. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready for jail. All right. Anyway, that's it for this week's Worst Things First. Next! Your gourds, get up out of here with your squashes. We are diving deep into pumpkins. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Deep tide. Deep tide. Deep tide. Deep tide. Deep deep tide. All right, it's fucking pumpkin season, bitch. (laughs) And I'm not talking about pumpkin spice, all right. I'm talking about the OG plant, the fruit. We're talking the the leaf, okay? We're not talking about your 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 vape oils. (laughs) We're we're not talking about your powders, your your spices. We're talking the the flower, bitch. (laughs) I don't think you know what a pumpkin is. <laughs> We're talking about the orange monster herself, okay? Oh, Every time, every time it's fall, the second it's October 1st, pumpkin walks in and is like, 100%. Oh, I just took a DNA test. Nobody even knows what you are! Are you a vegetable? Are you a fruit? Decide! I am a, you know, I don't believe in the gender binary, but I do believe in the fruit-vegetable binary.
2: Yeah, it's a strict one.
3: Pick a lane, you fucking pumpkin-ass bitch. (laughs) Also, it's like, hello, there are other vegetables here. Just because it's October doesn't mean that pumpkins suddenly become the star of the show. Just because you're first on the call sheet, okay, and that you get your own trailer doesn't mean that we all have to bow down to you, bitch. No. All right. What about all of the other squashes? A, a winter squash even, perhaps? Spaghetti squash? A spaghetti squash. Iconic. The green one with the with the yellow bits on it? A white one? The white one that has the oh, that has the that looks like a droopy pe- like a, a you know when an old man has a penis <laughs> and it like gets bulbous at the at the base. <laughs> oh my god. I don't like the ball sack takes on like more moisture or something.
2: I mean, I cannot say that I've seen this firsthand.
3: (laughs) But you know, uh, the squash, it's like a fat um, ball at the bottom and then like a skinny bit on top. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the squash shape.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: The point is pumpkin is not always the star of the show and I would like to address it head on. So let's get into it. This is why pumpkins are the worst. Fast! Pumpkins last, like, two hours, and then they get disgusting inside. You cut into a pumpkin, it's like one second, it's this beautiful pale autumn yellow and orange. The next second, it looks like someone left the grandma from Coco in a bathtub for too long. Oh, God. I shouldn't have to put a potion on this goddamn pumpkin just so it doesn't shrivel up like a fucking dick in winter. Also, all of pumpkin semen is too chunky. The insides. It's just like, hello, I would like my cum with less pulp, please. I really
2: used to not like handling pumpkin pulp when I was little.
3: Or do you enjoy it now?
2: Uh, no, I guess not.
3: I just, every time I've carved a pumpkin, which in my life has been like thrice, I would say, uh, you know, you cut it off. Also, you have to remember to cut it an angle, which I never did. Because, you know, you cut the round bit off the top. Mm-hmm. But if you cut up and down, then when you take off the top and go to put it back on, it just falls right through.
1: Mm.
2: So you have
3: to cut it at an angle so that it sets in there. Wow. Pinterest girls know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right, fellow moms? <laughs> fellow fellow Etsy queens? But every time, all three times that I've carved a pumpkin, it's just like... Um, yeah, you cut off the top and then it's like what I imagine uh inserting your hand into like a cow's anus is like mm yeah and then you pull it out and you're like, this is uh, absolutely disgusting. Why would anybody do this?
2: I feel like the pulpy part is the part that kids are supposed to really enjoy from taking from carving a pumpkin. It's like, oh, look at all this stuff and you like touch it and stuff. But I just was like, this is absolutely disgusting. Yeah. You will not be by it. Mom, you can do this.
3: Yeah. I had a famously weak gut when I was a child and I would gag over absolutely everything. But you
2: know what's great about carving a pumpkin? It's very easy to become a trash can for your barf. True. It's right there.
3: I remember one of the first pumpkins that I carved, um, it was like a small pumpkin, I would say the head of like an 11 or (laughs) 12-year-old. That's how I measure pumpkins, yes. (laughs) And I carved it, uh, and it started growing like a white fur inside. (laughs) I believe that's mold. Right. And then I touched it Mm -hmm. with my finger, and my older cousin, I don't remember how, I was probably like, eight or nine Mm -hmm. and my older cousin told me that I uh, was infected and that I would start growing that white hair yeah and I was fully terrified for like 48 hours I was fully convinced that I was going to sprout hairs oh yeah
2: and then you went through puberty the next day and then oh yeah sprouted hairs all over your body
3: um my pubes are actually snowy white oh god Also, you pull out the inside of a pumpkin, and then everyone's like, oh, the seeds are delicious. um, Pumpkin seeds are impossible to get open. Impossible! Mission Impossible pumpkin seed. It's all that work, also, and you get one tiny sliver of seed.
2: I thought that you don't open it, you just roast them in the shell.
3: And then you eat the whole shell?
2: Yeah. What?!
3: (laughs) Producer Melissa is nodding along with Barry. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. No! Yeah! You've been making yourself work harder for less. You're not
3: supposed to eat the shell? Yeah, when you roast
2: it. You absolutely do.
3: I've never heard that in my life. What
2: have you been eating? You also can deshell it and eat those. One time, Alex and I decided to roast pumpkin seeds, but we did it backwards where we got pumpkin seeds that were already deshelled and roasted those, and they were absolutely horrible. We also were very high.
3: I guess I've been doing it wrong my entire life. Yeah. All three times that I've carved a pumpkin. I i mean, let's be real. I've never roasted pumpkin seeds ever in my life. I just I've assumed that you break them open. No, it's very easy to do. I think we, ha- we used to buy pumpkin seeds from the store that were like salted. Yeah. We would sit there and open them and eat the inside.
2: And that's one way to do it. It's just a stupid way.
3: I guess. Well, blame it on my dad. Next! Carving pumpkins also takes, like, seven hours. And you fuck up once, and it's like, oh, I guess I just have to start over from the beginning. I guess. I guess we're done. Because eventually, people are getting all fancy these days. Now it's not good enough to just carve right into it. Now there are shades. You do it where you, like... You shave off the orange part to expose the underneath, Mm-hmm. and the deeper you shave, the like more light it lets in. Once you put a light inside, um, people make like sculptures. No, all right, we're putting a triangle, a triangle, a smaller triangle, and then some teeth. Could also be triangles. Also, if you're one of those Etsy people or the Pinterest people who are like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna put put the insides so that it looks like it's throwing up. You can go fuck yourself. <laughs> okay. Oh, it was fun maybe once in 2002 when when someone named Mary Beth came up with it for the first time and was like, "This is gonna, this is gonna blow the roof off of the pumpkin carving community," and it did. It, momentarily, it did. But now we're past it. Come up with something new. Come up with something fresh. Also, pumpkin is just a terrible nickname that straight men use to describe uh, uh, their girlfriends that they think they own as property. Pumpkin, oh pumpkin, and it's an imperative that you don't say the M; you say N. Pumpkin, pumpkin. <laughs> no, ugh. Next. I also hate when uh, um, costumes like oh you're a ghost because you put a sheet on your head and then uh, I made
2: that mistake once No, I did the Charlie Brown one Uh, this was like my first year in New York and I was invited to like a Jewish Halloween party meaning like a Jewish community I met someone through the Jewish community and they were like come to my Halloween party and I was like why doesn't anybody do the ghost anymore it's just like a sheet and I cut a bunch of holes in it like Charlie Brown and I put it on and I looked in the mirror and then I was like oh the KKK.
3: <laughs> I don't... I feel like the costume holds up. You just have to choose Mm-mm. a rounded part of the, you know... Or you can't have a conical head.
2: Well, yeah. No, no, no. no. But still, it's just too close, especially going to I think to a you Jewish have a very Halloween pointy party.
3: headspace. I do? I think you have a very pointy head shape. Wow. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> or... You have to you have to mix it up a little bit. Be like, "Oh, I'm ghost Abraham Lincoln" and put like a top hat on.
2: Oh, that's nice.
3: And a beard. I just don't like when people are like, "Oh, I'm a ghost" and then all they do is like cut a to the t- 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 like jack-o-lantern face but in a sheet or something. And it's like, "Um, no. Okay, that's a that's a pumpkin face, not a ghost face. You dumb bitch." And finally, what about all of the other fall flavors that have to take a back fucking seat so that Miss Pumpkin could have her day in the spotlight? No. Okay. Maple? Bourbon? A a salted caramel, even? Apple cinnamon. What about all of them? Who will speak up for the underdog if not me? Do I enjoy a good pumpkin? Sure. Do I get probably one pumpkin spice every decade? Of course. A latte? I'll do it. An iced one, because because I'm a homosexual. But I'll do it. But I need to stand up for all of the unspoken for. Your apple cinnamons, your maple bourbons, your fucking ginger, your chai teas, all of the above. So pumpkin, take a step back and let The rest of us enjoy our moment in the sun. All right, that's it for this week's Deep Dive. We got Emmy Blotnick in the studio coming right up. My guest complainer today is stand-up comedian Emmy Blotnick. She's written for The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, The President's Show on Comedy Central, and you can see her at the New York Comedy Festival coming up on November 5th. Welcome, Emmy. Hey, thank you so much. I'm so excited. Me too. So we always start by asking everybody, what is one thing you hate that everybody else loves?
1: Can I give you options? Because there are can a lot about of them.
3: All of them. Yeah.
1: Okay. Before we started recording, I think we were talking about boats. I don't like boats. <laughs> I also I don't Same, like, honestly. Good. Okay. I don't like Halloween. Okay. And I don't like season. any phone past the
3: iPhone five. <laughs>
1: <laughs> those are those are your choices, and we can pursue whatever avenue right. speaks most to uh, you. Right. Three
3: out of three of those are homophobic things. Excuse me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Excuse me. You having think the latest iPhone. Okay.
3: Um, Fairies. I mean, yeah.
1: <laughs> I stepped right into that. Okay.
3: All right. Fair enough. Well, let's start one at a time. Okay. Boats. Boats. I. I mean, I agree with you at least on two out of three. Boats. It, well, what size boat are we talking? Are we talking all boats?
1: I. I'm. I think small boats on calm waters can be romantic.
3: Sure. <laughs> like sure. a
1: sunfish on a nice lake can be wonderful. <laughs> but I remember when I was like. 10 years old, I had this phase of being obsessed with whale watching. Did you go through, like, do you remember when, like, the Olsen twins were like, we're marine biologists? And you're sure. like, I want to be that. And so I made my whole family go on a whale watching boat trip. And I was standing. Uh, downwind from a a nauseous woman. And I remember like a fleck of her barf landed on me. And I was like, and my mom was like, she'd taken all this drama mean and was basically like asleep in her own lap in the (laughs) belly of the boat. And like, I think that was the end of The Love Affair.
3: (laughs) Yeah, there is something different between um, marine biology and whale watching to me. Like whale watching is (laughs) is the hobby of like an 80 year old woman.
1: (laughs) I guess so. Yeah, I I don't know who else thinks that that's like a fun way to spend time but um those waters are choppy <laughs>
3: yeah I hadn't really been I so I was saying I I had a show in Provincetown and then Boston and I had to take the ferry across the the, the Cape and uh <laughs> that was the first time that I'd taken like any type of boat like that um because I my like my family used to go on vacation in like Michigan where we'd be on this like tiny little inland lake right and there'd be so boats on of- that yes. Yeah.
1: But it and was you can, like, like eat a sandwich and like <laughs> right. you know you're not like, yeah. There's like, no
3: like real waves,
1: right? And there isn't like an outhouse for a bathroom, and, right? Like, you know, it's
3: so that was the first time I'd been on a boat like on the ocean, and it was. I mean, technically that's the ocean, right? Yeah, yeah. Even though it's like a cape, but like, what is it? A, like <laughs> that boat is, yeah. They, it's like, like, we, all, we could buses. all die. Yeah,
1: They're really, <laughs> they're not glamorous boats at
3: all. No, there's um. like a bar, there's a bar on it, but it's also like a, the the bar that inside of a Starbucks that serves alcohol. It's like <laughs> not an actual bar. Yeah, there's like a level of class seating arrangements that is like not specified, but everybody knows their place a yeah, little bit. Yeah. It's like, oh, the people who got the booth, they're like the special ones. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, boats. I would agree.
1: I always just feel like, like in my the idea, the concept of a boat is like, oh, what, what's summer fun? The breeze, whatever. But um, I don't think it gives you a good hair day at no. all. Not a, remotely a good hair day. And yeah,
3: mostly um, I'm a, a nauseous. Even small boats. <sighs> Perpetually nauseous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, how do you, how are you on flights? Do you get nauseous on flights?
1: I'm usually high on flights. So okay. <laughs> that helps. <laughs> I think whatever I like to do these days, I do a travel pillow no matter how long the flight is. Yeah. Eye mask and noise canceling headphones and just try to leave my body for it. Right. And right. I've gotten pretty good at it. I can do like a big, like, have you ever felt self conscious about like how you nap?
3: On on an airplane or in yeah, general? Yeah, just
1: in general. Like if people see you sleeping, <laughs> are yeah, you like, that is my am number one
3: sleeper? reason for not? Well, it's less about how I look napping than how I sound napping oh. that I'm self conscious about in public places like a plane. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I used to be too scared. I'm like, I'm so hideous when I sleep that I can't do it here. <laughs> and now I there just are children
3: don't that will see you, right?
1: Or like, what if it's you know, what if the, the love of your life is yeah. uh, going to the bathroom and sees you like drooling and farting in your in your rest?
3: <laughs> no, I've I always do. I don't know if it's something with like the air pressure in the air or like the angle that you're sleeping at, but I always have that thing on flights where I start to fall asleep and then like violently jerk away. Oh awake.
1: yes, 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 because your head's unanchored. That's usually the problem and so like
3: like, uh, yeah maybe it's my my head starts to tilt but it's like yeah and there are so many times when I've spasmed and (laughs) the person next to me is startled like physically startled yes Um, so yeah
1: I feel like yeah I sleep like a extra from the thriller video. I have, I'm like a hideous sleeper and I don't care anymore at all. And it's freeing. It's really freeing.
3: Are you like... So do you like smoke before you go on a flight or is it more just like popping some some Xanax? I think
1: like an edible, usually a little edible. Yeah. Um, You know, and you can, you can like not be too weird.
3: Right, right. <laughs> I always... I feel like I've tried it and it just makes me... I'm still uncomfortable. Yeah. It's just like I'm more... I'm more relaxed about how uncomfortable I am, but yes. it doesn't like solve the discomfort.
1: Yes, there is no solving the discomfort, <laughs> but having lots of money. I think. The, yeah. I think. The, yeah. Oh, here. Did you see? There's a video of Naomi Campbell's yes. airplane routine. I
3: love that video. <sighs>
1: it. I felt. It's so. Doesn't it make you feel so normal to see how much stuff she does? Like all the OCD, the wiping like, things. Right. And,
3: so there's this. If if people haven't seen. Oh right, it. right. There are other people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I always forget when we're in a small room. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Tell uh, the
3: people. It's like a ten minute video of Naomi Campbell getting on her first class seat and the uh, wipe down that she does of her. Every surface yeah. of that first class seat. She puts on m- m- gloves, a full blown mask, and then, like, does an entire, like, washing yes. routine. Yes.
1: And she has, like, two freezer bags full of, like, little masks and little products and things. <laughs> yeah. She brings her own seat cover.
3: Right. Oh. I just think her, how is her immune system not just, like, one gentle sneeze away from falling completely apart? <laughs> Oh, no. I feel like if a child next to her coughs, she'll die.
1: But see, the thing is, there are no children next to Naomi <laughs> Campbell. If you're buying yeah. your baby a first class seat, I guess. But shes I get
3: so mad when I see children in first class. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you don't. Every seat for you is a first class seat because yes. you're small.
1: <laughs> it's true. And it's like, you don't have a job. Like, you're not, <laughs> you don't feel the fatigue. Like, you're not sitting at a desk every day.
3: Right, yeah. right. Okay, the second thing you said was Halloween. Halloween, yeah. Yeah. What is it for you about Halloween?
1: I don't like being scared. I like I feel I'm I'm like naturally very on edge and neurotic and vigilant <laughs> and I don't like I don't like empowering hooligans for a day. Like I don't like the concept of like emboldening uh like rowdy teens to right. like throw things and I don't like horror movies. I don't. I, I don't even like when you walk into CVS this time of year and there's like a, a skeleton that screams when you walk by it. I like. I hate all this shit so
3: much. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like there was a specific time when I was a child where it became a thing when we were like trick or treating for people to dress up. And pretend to be part of the decorations and then jump out and scare you. Like That there was... should
1: be illegal. That should be absolutely outlawed. That's
3: so cool. Well, I don't know if it happens anymore because now it's like, yeah, if you scare a child too much, like, you're getting sued. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah... <laughs> It's true. <laughs> were you? Did you like go trick or treating and do all that Halloween jazz
1: as a kid? Yeah, I yeah. Feel, But it was like we had chaperones and we were escorted and we were in very innocent costumes. You know, we were like ponies and yeah. Ninja Turtles and gentle things. But I feel like it might be in New York because adults embrace it more here than where yeah, I grew yeah. up. But like, if you get on the subway on Halloween night, someone's gonna fuck with you. And you will, I will be so upset every time. And it's just, yeah, it's.
3: <laughs> I know. I, I, we're recording this before Halloween, uh, but the, I think this year might be the first year in a, in a like handful of years that I'm venturing out of my apartment on Halloween. Which is, um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. What
1: are you doing?
3: I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna be the person on the train who scares everybody else. Are um, you doing a no. scary costume? Or? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I also have these visceral memories from childhood of my mom. I remember when I was very little tried putting like Halloween makeup on me as I think she wanted me to be like Frankenstein and she put this like green makeup and there was some there's something about that. I don't know if it's like stage makeup or but it smells so bad. Mm -hmm. It smells like like chalky crayon melty grossness and i would gag and there would be like gag tears in all of my halloween makeup (laughs) your mom would be like that's
1: perfect (laughs) like method yeah that's oh i feel like yeah that stuff's not good for your pores no it's from like a party city we're in an era of incredible skincare
3: and yeah there's no
1: point rubbing like you know, dyed beeswax into your face.
3: No, but yeah, it, but it's also you know, I feel like the the gay community is very, it's like it, if you're not exposing your literal anus on Instagram in your costume, <laughs> you're you're <laughs> secluded, and yeah. that, that's how I feel. So I'm like, all right, I guess we'll see my anus.
1: That's i do what you got to do. <laughs> I just feel like it's actually that my two of my friends who. The, the ones who I know who do Halloween the best are, they are gay men, of course. Yeah. There's, my friend Andrew had a costume that I have seen so many, I don't know if they're ripping him off or if it's like parallel thinking or whatever, but it's... If you take one of those clear umbrellas and tie like iridescent tassels to it, right. and then wear your anus-exposing briefs or whatever you want, and then you're like a beautiful jellyfish, right. and I love that costume. <laughs> that costume, I love. I, if we could do like nice Halloween, like a soothing Halloween, sure. and then do a scary one on another night. The scary one should be called the Purge, <laughs> and the soothing one should be like Dress Up Party.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I do. I agree. I feel like we need to be warned, those of us who don't want to partake in scary Halloween, so that we can stay inside. Right. If you yeah. are
1: uh, if you're going to dress up as like a person with no skin, I don't want I don't want to <laughs> <Yeah>. see
3: you. <laughs> um, and then your third thing as I have my my iPhone 11 on the table. Is
1: it an 11? Is that real? <laughs> yeah. We're at 11?
3: Um you could fool it me. It's the really... iPhone 11. Holy yeah. Shit. It has three unnecessary cameras. Oh
1: my god. It looks like a boat. It's got <laughs> little It's it has like a telescope I do. and
3: <laughs> I love that you uh, have never even seen this phone before. I'm trying. <laughs> That's no, I, how much you don't like phones after the iPhone.
1: <laughs> this is the 5. The 5 is about the size of a child's palm. Right. And it used to be huge. I'm it used always, to be so large to us.
3: I'm so impressed when I see people who have an older iPhone that still work.
1: Yeah, I'm shocked it still works and it is the battery drains really fast and yeah. it's buggy. But the iPhone 11, you have to have a separate backpack for because <laughs> it doesn't fit in any women's pants pockets. And I think that it's is a, true. an utterly sexist invention.
3: I am a, a large gentleman. And so I think it is proportional to me. It feels that way.
1: Yeah. And uh, you probably get more done than I do and
3: <laughs> your, your pictures are clearer
1: and you enjoy life more as result but (laughs) i I do
3: go back and forth though because i am a a genuinely like a iphone addict me too and it's not good and i can like feel how not good it is for my brain yes when i like know that i shouldn't be paying attention to something but I'm looking at my phone
1: have you ever looked at your like screen time report thing when it gives you like your averages they
3: send it to me un unprovoked (laughs) it's just like how rude (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's just yeah nobody needs that it's like your mom texting you and being like you're fuck you you're using your phone too much
1: I really feel like just about everything in my phone is an unflattering reflection of me and I <laughs> and I look at it constantly so of course I hate Myself and everyone and everything. Right, <laughs> but right. it's like, yeah, the the thing that spooked me the most in the screen time report was they keep track of how many times you pick up your phone, yeah. even just to check, like, the time and stuff. And mine was well over a hundred in a day. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, Jesus, seems... cr- like, sit in another room. <laughs> <laughs> go, go do something.
3: <laughs> there was a while where I was able to, like, leave my phone uh, in one place and... Yeah, just kind of like, do my thing, come back to it when I needed to kind of like check in. And I think that lasted like a couple weeks tops. Yeah. So we've only addressed the one question. uh, So that's great. Oh, the one (laughs) question of what do
1: I hate? (laughs) I hate things colorfully and extensively. Same. That
3: is the point of this podcast. (laughs) I didn't know you went to Northwestern.
1: Did you also? I did. Oh, yeah. Oh my goodness. Cool. I was
3: 2012. Oh.
1: A wee a wee boy. No, I'm
3: 2 years older than you, I guess. Okay, so we were there at the same time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Did you do like the comedy things there? I
3: didn't really when I was there. I mean, I was in the journalism school and oh. I thought that was my my path at the time
1: it's i feel like you're on a, a somewhat adjacent path
3: i have done so many mental gymnastics to justify the loans that i'm still paying off <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah i was so you did film I was, in legal studies so those were my
1: minors this was weird is i did an interview with like it was like an offshoot of the washington post a while ago and right. i told him my minors and then i think the conversation went somewhere else and i didn't tell him my major but <laughs> i guess it doesn't no one care it doesn't I bring no it up cares. after having but read no, it, but no. Now I have to correct the record. <laughs> I have to do, um, hey, journalism uh, degree holder. What's it called? When you, a correction, <laughs> fact check, yeah, um, a correction, correction, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Issuing yeah. a correction. My major was communication studies. Okay, which is not. It's I think I was probably ramping up to say that I don't believe it should be a major and <laughs> I uh think we got sidetracked but yeah, yeah it was a really confi- I I truly don't know what any of my classes were I don't know what we learned
3: I don't know what it's for No I does anybody look back on their college years and be like I I remember learning that thing I don't I I imagine that other people
1: with more serious majors do I think that's one of my like, I guess so. Ins- I assume that like if you were a philosophy <laughs> major that you learned some, you read philosophy, you know, philosophy, but I, yeah. maybe those people
3: all skate through too. no. I mean I don't know how many philosophy majors are just out there thriving in the world that's but tr- that's <laughs> true that's true <laughs> they could be hidden amongst us you yeah, know I don't yeah. know how many of them are openly admitting to being philosophy majors Yeah I don't know I I look back and think like I guess journalism at least was a little more like trade school and that we were kind of like learning very specific practices yes. that felt um, you know you could take this and go do it if you're going to do journalism but yeah everything else that I took was like I don't remember shit about yeah. that political science class that I took
1: I think for me looking back on it the, the science requirement is the thing that now seems the most insane because yeah. I took two classes where one of them was all about soil <laughs> you <laughs> We had to memorize 17 or it was like something between 10 and 20 types of soil by their three letter abbreviations. And I still have the chart in my
3: phone because because your phone is 20 years old.
1: That's fair. That's fair. But I also like I was looking at it the other day because I ran into the person whose homework I used to cheat off of for that class. And I was like, you remember the fucking soil class? Like, what was that? That cost so much money.
3: And yeah, it is. I have no
1: feeling. About soil.
3: <laughs> when you do the math and you figure like, Ugh, I missed that class. That was like $1,000 yes! just for that one session. <laughs> so yeah, but you you grew up in Boston mm-hmm. uh, and then obviously came to Chicago for school. And then did you stay in Chicago or did you go back, back East?
1: I moved to New York right after college. Yeah. And I moved to LA for like three years in the middle and then came back here. So uh-huh. I like it here
3: right right I did like there was another interview I was reading where you were saying how like as you imagine that your family would have been much more uh in their kind of element in New York than in Boston
1: yeah they're like my mom is a Hungarian immigrant and she's like she prides herself on having no filter which just means she's like rude and mean and so that blends in much better in New York than in Boston I feel like the, people are rooting me in Boston, for sure. I think her type of unfiltered is, like, at its best, like, Larry David-like. And, right. And uh, that's, you know, it just flies better when you're in the company of... Uh, millions of Jews.
3: Right, right. Yeah. I was thinking as you were saying that, I'm like, yeah, everybody in New- Boston is similarly, I think, abrasive like New York. What's the major difference? Oh, they're all Catholic.
1: Yeah. It's a different <laughs> it's just a different like shade of rude. But right. It's right. More like um drinking oriented like you see the way Boston celebrates like when we win <laughs> sports things the way people express happiness is like lighting cars on fire right, so, and right. like throwing each other in front of buses so I know <laughs> it's not That's,
3: like anytime I mean I truly um do not follow any sporting event but whenever I open Twitter and there are like vehicles bursting into flames yeah. I'm like all right either like the Civil war has deepened in Syria or some team in boston one <laughs> yes
1: it's i think philly probably comes close in this regard as yeah, well because yeah. you every there's probably once a year a story of someone ate horse poop in philadelphia after a sports game i think i remember that yeah you know it's uh
3: <laughs> yeah but yeah. boston
1: is i feel like the there's there are the like the rowdy there's like a, a catholic irishy segment and then there's also a like more repressed right um like like people who want to seem like nice society people. right? And we especially don't blend in with those.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Because it's also, there's so many colleges there, although it's like, you know, Harvard and everything. So everybody's a little stuffy in the college crowd. Right. But I grew
1: up in Cambridge, so I was more in the stuffy neck of the woods. If I had grown up in like South Boston, I might be a cooler person <laughs> <laughs>
3: before we get into all of you know we have some so, uh, a segment we call elaborate where we uh, have you elaborate on some of the things that you said you've hated on twitter oh my i do want to get to that but i want to ask about so you're you're kind of about to go on like a tour right this fall i've
1: kind of been touring yeah since it's been since like mm, February or March this year, has been a lot of being on the road and going places.
3: Right. Yeah. Because your album came out, was it, it was this year, right? Yeah. 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 Your album, remind me the name of it? It's I wrote called it.
1: Party Nights, which I realize is not a memorable name. But I, <laughs> yeah, if I could do it again... I'd call it—it's you know fart barf evenings or something more. It's got to stick more than that, but oh well. Party nights—it's a fun album.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I mean I uh, love your style, and um, yeah, I mean I'll just gush and and say that I I love your your comedy. Hey, thank you. Um, I do. How do you feel about? Because uh, I I feel this too about like someone describes you as awkward. Which is a thing that if you, yeah, it's like a weird backhanded compliment a little bit.
1: It's one of the things, yeah, I I did the Edinburgh Festival in August this year and there are lots of reviewers who come and write about you. And when you see the way other people describe you, I had to stop reading them because <laughs> when you see the words other people choose for you, it's like it's like looking at your phone and seeing that you've been through five pairs of AirPods. And you're right. Like, oh, is, that, is this all? I, like, yeah. So awkward is always in there. And it's just like, I just have to.
3: I don't know. I don't know what to do about it. I love it. I mean, because, I, yeah, I feel like that when people use that word to describe a comedian, sometimes, like, I think any time that I'd read it, it was it was always said in a, like a lovingly appraising way I felt right. the next yeah.
1: word has to be something nice or else I, it is like, <laughs> yeah, someone hates me,
3: <laughs> but there is always that moment, yeah, whenever you read any type of comedy review, you're where you're like, what <laughs> what is this person doing?
1: yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, one uh, of them um, in in Edinburgh one of the ones that I wish I hadn't read called me passionless and <laughs> <laughs> that one weirdly got under my skin a little bit and I was like I don't owe this man passion <laughs> you know like this is I um, I think it is a gendered word yeah, to use yeah. about a per- like you don't ever say a man is
3: Passionless.
1: Passionate either? I don't know. Right, Maybe you Exactly. Do, but passionless. I talked about eating that reviewer's eyes with a <laughs> knife and fork. And I'm like so you can't say I'm not passionate. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I don't know. I've I've never been to uh the Edinburgh Festival, but it seems like it's so grueling. Because you're doing, like, so many shows over the course of a few weeks. It's, and then also, yeah, it's it's a lot of, like, industry people who are there to, like, judge you.
1: Right, yes. The weird thing is that, like, during it, it was, so it's 27 days and you get one day off. And during it, I had lots of days where I was like, why did I do this? And as soon as it ended, I was like... I'm doing it again. I think I, I'm going to try to go back next year because it's weirdly, it's like getting bucked off a mechanical bull. Yeah. Where you're like, I got to get back on and figure it out. Right, and right. So, yeah,
3: I weirdly really loved it, even though it is hard. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. I mean, it does seem like, yeah, it's like a beast that you want to like wrangle. Yeah. Um. So elaborate. We have some tweets of yours where you've expressed your dislike of stuff. This is gonna be um,
1: interesting because I haven't tweeted jokes in a really long <laughs> time.
3: So these are some old tweets. I, uh, you gotta
1: say the date with them just because these might be awful.
3: Okay. This is from 2012.
1: Uh, <laughs> we're going, seven years ago. We're
3: going far back. Uh, the worst part of being late is that you shouldn't be holding an iced coffee.
1: Oh, I totally stand by this. Yeah, I that actually holds do. Up. Th- I'm glad. Yeah. I think it was from it like it, yeah, I used to. I, you you know you know how this all goes, right? Right. But yeah,
3: there is there was one post from a Tumblr I remember reading and really loving that was about that like. There's something very dominating about walking confidently late into a meeting with an iced coffee. Yeah. Because everyone can see, like, that is fresh. Right.
1: You stopped. You stopped (laughs) for a beverage that, like, looks... I feel like... So I think iced coffee is, like, a necessity. I feel like I don't... Nothing happens in my day unless there is one. But I understand also that it looks leisurely. Right. Like... It's something about the lid and the straw and the there's like this sort of like jangliness of that yeah. nice coffee oh, that yeah. makes it look really we, frivolous. We some, some
3: subtle jangles in the background here as I try to It's <laughs> an say. You wanna
1: show me that you run this <laughs> podcast and you know what? I believe you.
3: <laughs> it is. I also like I I do like the clear cup because I think it conveys what is inside in a <laughs> And, and there are there is a hierarchy of coffees. Like, I drink black iced coffee, which is the dominant coffee.
1: If you have to be late with an iced coffee, black is the best. Right. I know by the time you are holding one and are late, that's already an infraction, but black at least is businesslike. Right. Whereas if you're having some milky sweet thing that's got lots of letters <laughs> yeah. scribbled on the side, like you're full of shit, you ordered a yeah. seasonal iced coffee. And
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. If you walk in late somewhere with something that has whipped cream on it. Oh, my God. You might as well not. Show up. Yeah, just pack your things. (laughs) (laughs) Although, that is my next move, I think, is to do that. I just love this tweet, also from 2015. I just got a foot massage from someone wearing rubber gloves, and now I get why dudes hate condoms.
1: (laughs) I stand by this one, too. I do.
3: I What type of place did you go to that gave foot massage wearing rubber gloves? It
1: was, I got a, I remember this weirdly, even though it's been years, I got a pedicure in a like kind of a, a cheap strip mall situation. Right. And they wore rubber gloves for like sanitary reasons. Right. But the foot massaging <laughs> portion of the pedicure was just like, what is happening? Like it was like squeak.
3: Like no. I mean, the analogy really holds up in that it's, it's, Good that they were wearing them. It sounds like
1: yes. I feel like like <laughs> pedicures should pedicurists should make tons of money. Like it's it's yeah. a, an insane job to clean the filth off of strangers' feet. And like of, if I were doing it, I'd wear a glove and a surgical mask and all that stuff. But, but it doesn't feel good. Yeah, <laughs> there is.
3: Uh, if, to me, manicures and pedicures are still that type of thing where I'm like, I I feel guilty getting them. I feel like the power dynamics are just, like, I don't like it. Even though there is an exchange of money happening, I don't... Yeah, it's just weird to me. There's I understand something, that. There's something very, um, yeah, there's very, like, primal about the... um making someone clean your feet this I love because this is uh like a time capsule 2015 is shut up and dance the worst song of the year the answer is yes
1: (laughs) oh I still I hate that song I hate that song so much it's one of the only one I okay when you take like taxis or ubers or whatever how frequently do you Ask about the radio. Like, can you turn this up or down? Can we change it? Can you turn it almost off? Almost never. Me too. I, I almost fear asking about yeah. it, but when that song is playing, I will ask them to turn the radio <laughs> off. I, I prefer silence and like mouth noises over. Who
3: like, sings Shut Up and Dance? It's
1: a band called Walk the Moon, and I know somebody who used to be in the band, so I used to hesitate <laughs> about saying this, but I think now they it's... are utter garbage. I cannot, I loathe their music. I can, Their sensibilities just rankle me i my i turn to curds when i hear them
3: i can't believe that song is only from 2015
1: it feels like stock audio to me it feels yeah. like it should be from a free music library and it's it's like it should be like a, a, a an alamo commercial and never again
3: it is weird to me because it does it does feel like a stock music song
1: it's yeah, it's it's just so it's so cloying. It's all the worst. It's so derivative. It's so it's everything you don't want. And I love the radio. I love everything on
3: the radio. <laughs> How often are you listening to the actual radio?
1: I, like, I listen to like top 40 frequently. Yeah, I feel like that's okay. where I live. But shut uh, up and dance <laughs> is so bad. Okay.
3: <laughs> and on that note, uh, before we let you go, where can people find you and your work?
1: Um, I'm going to the Claire's jewelry store in the Fulton Mall (laughs) after this.
3: Uh, Yes, so you'll be there doing just some signings. They're
1: doing, if you buy three they're not even paying me for this if you buy three pairs of, end- of earrings you get three more for free and you can be in there calculating the value for hours um i'm on twitter i don't really post that many funny things anymore because i'm mostly saying them out loud so yeah go I, if you follow the twitter you'll see where shows are and then you can hear the things
3: yeah <laughs> i love it okay <laughs> All right, we're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, our chasers. Chasers are all the good stuff that helps the bad stuff go down easier, starting with the TV shows we've been watching this week. Barry, what you been watching?
2: Well, mostly I've been on airplanes recently, so I've been watching a lot of movies. So I'm going to talk about that real quick, which is mostly You've Got Mail. (laughs) Okay. I saw You've Got Mail for the first time. Sure. Uh, Did you know there's a dog in it? Mm-hmm. It's important to the story. That was fantastic.
3: Yeah, I haven't um, seen it in a little while. But... It was
2: so good. Uh, Meg Ryan's clothes are amazing. I laughed. I I cried. Um, I loved it all. It was so good. But yeah, and then TV wise, I watched the first episode of Watchmen.
3: Uh huh. Me too.
2: Yeah. Did you read the graphic novel? I did. I hadn't read it, so I was definitely confused. But um, I'm like reading it while watching it, and it's so
3: good. Well, if you haven't seen it. I remember reading the graphic novel when I was younger, and the show is completely different. It's a continuation of the world. Right, right. Yeah. So, so it's it, like, because I, I, I was probably more confused having not, having read it, because I was like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah,
2: you were expecting like a straight up adaptation, but in, this is more of like what, what Damon Lindelof, the creator, has been, co-creator, has been calling a remix.
3: Right, yeah. yeah.
2: Because it's like, it's like what would happen in that world in 2019. Right. Um, but Regina King is so good. She's yeah. so good in it. And the music is great. And I'm, Yeah. So I'm super excited for that show and to keep watching it. Yeah. On HBO. Yeah. So Watchmen and You've Got Mail, two nice. very similar styles. What about you? What are you watching?
3: I finished uh, *Succession* since the last time I said I was watching it. Oh,
2: nice! Is uh, it? Should I watch it?
3: I liked it a lot. Okay. Once I like sat down and gave it a chance. Um, I mean, it is. Someone uh, described it as white empire. <laughs> okay. I mean, it is. It's like you know, a media mogul is getting old, and it's like which of his children are going to take right. over, and they're all sort of fighting, and they're all kind of like a little. It is the first show in a while where it's like it's not even trying to get you to like the characters they are just horrible people but somehow you're like i like them (laughs) or at least some of them anyway uh it's good i recommend it i have been watching there is a food network show called halloween baking wars (laughs) Or Halloween Baking Championship. Okay. That it is fun to watch an American baking show, which is just like, here's a gun and you have to like <laughs> shoot this cake. Uh, yeah, because British Bake Off is so like gentle and everybody is so calm. And this one is like, you have 20 minutes to fucking devastate these ingredients into something edible. It is gross also when they try to make stuff look like gross. Uh-huh. Even though I'm sure it tastes good, it's like I don't particularly want to eat a cake that looks like a pile of bloody eyeballs. No, no. Um, But anyway, I enjoy watching it. <laughs> so I've been watching that. I've been watching a lot of Chopped also, mm-hmm. even though it makes me too hungry. Uh And yeah, Succession. Wonderful. And Watchmen wonderful what is your non-tv chaser
2: my non-tv chaser was that i went to europe yeah uh, for vacation which was uh alex's my boyfriends and my like first abroad travel experience together and it was super fun we went to london and paris and geneva switzerland because we had friends there we have friends there um and then back to london and i fucking love london wow what
3: a great place was that your first time?
2: Yeah. I've only been to Europe for Holocaust reasons. Uh,
3: right. I I've only been that. to
2: Poland <laughs> with, like, a Jewish group in high school to, like, visit camps. And then I went to Germany with my grandfather, who is a survivor, to go to a camp that he was in. Right. Um. So this was my first time in Europe not with, like the memory of the Holocaust being the main purpose of going. So it was great. It was fun. It was lively. <laughs> it. Um, and uh, yeah, it was just, it was a really, really great time. So that is by far my biggest chaser. So, nice. What uh, What's your chaser?
3: My chaser is um, some few music moments. Uh-huh-huh. Well, one, while you were off gallivanting in Europe... I saw Casey Musgraves Yay! without you. Oh,
2: no. But
3: I do. Uh, yeah, that was, I finally saw Casey. I, I I did see Casey when I saw Harry Styles because she opened right. for him. And you were like, um, who's
2: Casey Musgraves? I don't need to see her. And I was like, I'm really excited. <laughs> no,
3: I liked it was, it her. Music. years ago. It was years ago. I mean, yeah, it was two years ago at this point. Yeah, I so I mean I've seen Casey Musgraves before cuz she was opening for Harry Styles when we saw him and I didn't like really know her then. Right. I liked I, you know, I liked what I heard, but I didn't, you know, I wasn't like fully invested in the Casey experience. Um and yeah, so this was the first like full-blown concert of hers that I saw. And it was fun. It was a weird mix in the crowd. I didn't actually know what to expect because I feel like I'm used to going to see artists where it's like I were all gonna be teenage girls mm-hmm. <laughs> together, and it was like a weird mix of like country, like old country fans, yeah, and like young people, yeah. Oh, and the greatest moment was that she does a cover of "I Will Survive," and really? she brought out Gloria Gaynor. Oh. Who's saying I will survive? <laughs> I will admit being a horrible gay, but uh, for a hot second I was like, "Who is this?" Because <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't remember who's saying I will survive. I thought for a second it was uh, Donna Summer, but then I remember, "Oh yeah, it's Gloria Gaynor." Amazing! It was like a, it was gay pandemonium. Wow! In that moment, but also I didn't get a chance to say last week because we recorded before the song actually came out. But Harry Styles came back with a, a, a single for his uh, upcoming second album, oh. "Lights Up," which is already my favorite Harry Styles song. Um, and yeah, I'm not just saying that. Okay, I mean it. I mean it. I actually like genuinely love it.
2: That's great. Yeah, I think I I was gonna say I was in Europe, so it wasn't on my radar. Even though technically he's from England, but um, I haven't listened to it yet. I okay. need to.
3: Well, you're canceled. Okay, because it's been out for like two weeks. What? Yeah, I'm sorry. It feels weird to then end on this one, but I also, uh, The Politician, the Netflix show mm-hmm. that Ben Platt is in, there are these few, like, strange musical numbers that they have in there for some reason, which are great. I just, it's a little bit weird to have them in, a sh- in the middle of the show, uh-huh. but they release them on Spotify as singles, and yeah, he covers a Billy Joel song, Vienna, that, and I like, love that cover so much. Mm-hmm. I've listened to it all morning to the point where, like, I'll probably hate it by tomorrow. <laughs> so yeah. So those are mine. And it's Halloween weekend. Yeah, it is. And I think I'm dressing up for the first time. Well, I am dressing up for the first time. What are you going to be? And it may have to do with Casey Musgroves <gasps> You'll have to look at my Instagram to find out.
2: Wow, such a tease.
3: I know. To see my asshole. No. Because it's gay Halloween, and I have to show my sphincter. Anyway, that's it for this week's Unhappy Hour. Thank you for listening. You can head to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts. Hit that subscribe button, then rate us and review us, but only if it's nice. I don't want to hear your shit. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Media. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Melissa Slaughter, and me, Matt Bellisai special. Thanks to Jenna Weiss-Berman and Max Linsky. Our music is by Hansdale Sue. You can bother Barry at Finkleberry Pie. You can worship me at Matt Bellisai. And you can follow Unhappy Hour Pod on Twitter for all the latest podcast buzz. And that's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Uh, Bye bye You can have your space. Cowboy. I don't wanna feel <laughs> Nailed the <it. laughs>
2: When I w when we were in London, we stayed right by the London Bridge and every single day I just went, how
0: come every time you come around my London, London Bridge? And Alex
2: was really ready to murder me.